0: Now, when you purify your water, this is where you're going to be removing your bacterias and your viruses that you cannot see with the naked eye. So you could have a glass of super clear water and it could still be contaminated. Right. So...
1: Welcome to the Off-Grid Outpost podcast, where we discuss the journey to real liberty through self-sufficiency, counter-economics, non-aggression, and the agora. The
0: Outpost represents the border between societal norm and the pioneer spirit. Every episode contains practical, philosophical, and technical information you can use to gain the freedom you deserve. Good morning, everyone. This is Regina with the Off-Grid Outpost Podcast. I am here with my colleague, Cyrus. Good morning. And today we are going over Pillar 4, Off-Grid Water Systems, Part 2.
1: Filtration and Purification.
0: Yep. You will want to make sure to go to last week's episode, which is Part 1 of Off-Grid Water Systems. We go more into the actual setup of the system with pumps. Pumps. And different ways, different sources of how to do that. So you don't want to miss that. And today, we're going to go into how to treat your water. All the different ways to treat it. uh, Naturally, organically, chemically. The whole nine yards. We give you all the options. Yeah. So, before we go into all that, we really need to talk about the difference between water filtration and purification and there is a lot of misinformation online about purifying your water. I've read a lot of survival sites that state you can purify your water doing A, B, and C but the reality is is that's not purifying it. It's only filtering it.
1: Yeah and I always suggest too whenever you build your system, once you've built your system, you It's not a big deal at all to take a water sample and send it in and have it tested. Just so that you know what you're doing works. Yeah. You can send it to... That's a good idea. Yeah, you can send it to private labs. You can send it to the state. Usually every state has a uh, system for testing water. It's usually required when you dig a well and all these other kinds of things. So... But there's lots of places to have your water tested. It's always a good idea to do that after you've built your system, just to make sure that what you've set in place is doing what you want it to do.
0: And the test will give you like mineral content and bacteria and virus, like it reports on all of that?
1: Uh, I don't think so. I think it's just a pass-fail. Like, does it meet drinking water standards?
0: Oh, gotcha. Okay. And is that pre- or post-? Setting up filtration and purification. Post. Systems. Yeah. You know? At, yeah. Post. Okay. After so you've you set done up everything. your filtration, your purification. Okay. I see. Okay. That makes sense. And so that's a cheap, I imagine it's pretty cheap and accessible.
1: Yeah. It's like 25 to, uh, bucks have that test done. Mm hmm. Well, where I am, that's it's
0: $25. Yeah. Yeah. That's not bad at all. So when we're talking about filtration and purification, So filtering, filtration, this removes debris and impurities that you can possibly see with the naked eye. It could be leaves or sand, uh, possibly some living organisms, like algae, things like that. Uh, It's basically the murkiness and the cloudiness of the water and sediments, things like that. Mm -hmm. So when you filter your water... You're taking out the murkiness and the sediments. Now, when you purify your water, this is where you're going to be removing your bacterias and your viruses that you cannot see with the naked eye. So you could have a glass of super clear water and it could still be contaminated. Right. So examples of these are um, chemicals, biological contaminants, E. coli, Giardia norovirus that kind of thing that's your purification level you need to do you don't necessarily need to filter if you have very clear good base water but you always need to purify your water
1: yeah just from a standpoint of uh, safety like because you can't look at it and tell you can't like, just to be safe
0: and it really kind of depends too where you're located i mean if you're in montana and you have a natural aquifer on your property and it's running through rock you know the the chances of that being contaminated is pretty unlikely yeah but if you're in a low-lying valley and the maybe it's like a warmer climate you're in a low-lying valley maybe swampy the water you're bringing up even through a well could very potentially be contaminated mm-hmm. so it is case by case. I tend to err on the side of caution with water. You don't want to mess around with water. You yeah. just don't.
1: Yeah, you can get sick. I mean, there is a possibility of death with certain contaminants. Most of it will just make you sick, though. But you don't want to get sick, so.
0: <laughs> it'll make you sicker than hell. Right. I mean, not just like a little sick. You're talking, I mean, Giardia? Oh, my God. Right. You don't want to mess with that. That's nasty. Um, and then there's kind of a third process of distilling and there's no difference between purification and distillation it's just uh to reach purity when you distill water and you capture the steam that's like very pure you're taking everything out of it all the minerals Mm -hmm. everything so you get the most purest form of water but you don't want to consistently drink distilled water because you need the minerals in natural water
1: Mm mm-hmm
0: So if I purchase water from the store, I always get spring water because I want those minerals.
1: Yeah, that's what we do, too.
0: Um, I have a question for you.
1: Okay.
0: I've actually gotten quite a few people with this question just in the last week on MaximumOffGrid.com. Well owners, where after they have their well drilled, the well guys say to use chlorine to flush the system. Mm Mm-hmm. And these well owners, they don't really want to use chlorine. But I've been suggesting, I'm like, just do the chlorine flush, because that's going to get all your sediments and particulates that that well digging process, you know, pulled up and bacteria and viruses like do the chlorine flush, let it flush out and then go on with your natural purification process. What do you think? I think that's they're asking me, is it necessary
1: yeah, I agree with that. I think you should do a chlorine flush on a well. Uh, it's kind of like sterilizing yeah. the well, and then you only have to do it once. one time. You don't have to continuously put chlorine in there. You just do it once after the well is drilled. It sterilizes the well. Yeah. And then you can go to your regular filtration and purification methods.
0: Yeah, okay. That's what I was suggesting, Uh to those people. So I was just curious if you're on the same page with me on that. Just, mm-hmm. just get the chlorine flush done once, get it over with, then move on to your, your non-chemical form of purification filtration. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah, I figured you'd be on the same page with me with that. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as when it's okay to use filtered water but not purified water, there are things you can do with unpurified water such as Watering your garden, doing laundry. You can take showers in it as long as you're not swallowing the water or you have open, you know, wounds exposed. You can wash your dishes. You can even wash your hands. Uh, And you could water your pets with it, too, and your livestock. You don't need to purify their water because they just, they don't get the same diseases as we do.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of people out here where I live that their wells are just... The wells out here don't tend to be all that great because there's a lot of uh, like sulfur and iron, and people will use their wells mm. just for what you were talking about, and then they buy drinking water.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, there's you can use just filtered only water for quite a few applications. I mean, the irrigation you know thing is pretty big because mm-hmm. that takes a lot of water. So maybe you have filtered only water for irrigation. Right. I mean, you technically don't even have to filter it. It just really depends on how much sediment you have because you don't want to run filtered water through or unfiltered water with a lot of sediment through a bunch of piping or, you know, plumbing because it'll just, it'll ruin your stuff. Yeah. It'll build up and just ruin it.
1: Yeah. The system that I am have finally planned out and decided how to build is just going to be rainwater. And then I will filter it and then it will go into a biosand filter that i'm going to build which is just a natural filter and that's all i'm going to do
0: and then how are you going to purify it
1: the biosand filter is a purifier uh it, so what is in
0: it that purifies what is the what is the material that purifies the water
1: so it's actually not a material it's actually bacteria that will if you set it up right, uh, there will be a layer of bacteria that grows that eats the contaminants, oh really yeah it's a it's a all natural method so, so then
0: the bacteria eats other it's like a healthy bacteria that eliminates viruses and other bacterias correct Wow
1: yeah there's a lot of information online about biosand filters and you can you can even buy them, but you can build them yourself and of course, you know that's how I do everything. So, uh, the downside is they're kind of huh. finicky. Like, you can't uh, you can't let them get too cold. So the filter's got to be insulated. Like mine will be outside, so I've got to build a, a a space for it that I can uh, keep it from getting too cold, and because it'll it'll kill the good bacteria.
0: Huh. Okay. I've a, actually never heard of a bio sand filter or purification. And um situation I'll have to add that into the article.
1: Yeah, and when you're collecting rainwater, you don't have to worry as much about the bacteria as you do if you're getting water from uh you know, landmass rivers or ponds or wells, you know, because it's it's fallen from the sky. And so really You've got to, your, a lot of your precaution comes from making sure your catchment is clean and uh, there's extra maintenance that goes into it. You know, whatever roof you're yeah. using from to catch the water uh, periodically, you, you got to make sure it's cleaned off and even sterilize it. Spray it down with some chlorine every now and then, things like that.
0: Yeah, I mean, really, if you, like, open your mouth and catch rainwater from the sky, like, rainwater to mouth is fine. Right. <laughs> it's the it's the point of where it's sitting in the collection process. And really, the most, the biggest thing is, like, bird shit when you're catching rainwater. Because right. if you're catching it from your roof, you know, and you have bird shit on your roof, that's, like, your main contaminant. Right. So, it's very, like, lessened. The contamination levels are lessened, but you still have to be careful. It's just all about being careful. I don't want to get giardia. You don't want to get E. coli. It's nasty. So I have some ideas on filtration, not purification. And the first thing is to make an activated carbon filter. And so basically, an activated carbon filter consists of three layers, more or less. You can layer up all the way to the top, but your basic is three layers. Your, your uh, first is your most coarse layer, that's pebble gravels, then you go into sand, and then you go into activated carbon. And what activated carbon does, or basically how you make it, is you um, burn hardwood. You get chunks of hardwood. You're making a charcoal uh, that doesn't consume oxygen. And within this process, the carbon becomes activated.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: So I have to make it very clear that activated carbon does not purify water. And this is the biggest misconception on the web that I have found. And I've seen so many survival sites. Oh, just make some activated carbon and throw your water through it and you can drink it. No. It does not remove bacteria. It does not remove viruses. It does not remove dissolved metals, hydrogen sulfide, fluoride, or nitrate. But bacteria and viruses are the big guys. What it does remove is it will remove chlorine. It'll remove lead, organic chemicals, radon, and petroleum products. So you will get a high level of filtration, but you still have to purify your water. I didn't know that. Yeah. It's pretty interesting, huh? Yeah. Um, Another method of filtration that was used and has been used for a really long time is to use a ceramic container. So you fill a container of water and it's a slower method and it's primitive, but it's autonomous. It's really cool. Fill a ceramic container. Water will eventually drop out of the bottom of that ceramic and you catch that water and it's filtered. Oh, wow. Mm hmm. And ceramic will remove bacteria. So this is what the ancient people did to filter and purify their water. It's technically not full purification because ceramic will not remove viruses because viruses are extremely tiny. Extremely tiny. But the risk of virus in water is way low compared to bacteria bacteria is really the main thing right so viruses are typically found in water in third world countries because in third world countries and it used to be here too but we've cleaned up our act third world countries they tend to use their water sources always as also like their sewage source oh yeah so they tend to you know what I mean? Like, Makes they tend it. to dump their sewage back into their water system. So you got someone dumping sewage upstream from you, and now you're consuming the water, and now you're getting virus. Right. That's typically how virus happens. And you just don't see it so much in first world country. So I still want to take the extra precaution, though, you know? All right. Well, depending on where you're at and what you're doing.
1: Yeah. Just as a side note, we have a daughter that lives in Alaska and they've got a glacier up there. Oh, nice. Yeah. They've got a glacier up there that people go to because it's always melting and they just catch water off yeah. of this melting glacier for drinking water, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm.
0: I bet that's like the best tasting water ever. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if glacier water, I would imagine that probably wouldn't need to go through the uh, purification process. I don't know.
1: Well, apparently not, because a lot of people up there are using it for drinking water. So,
0: Yeah, I wouldn't think so. That's awesome. It sounds delicious. So now we can go into off-grid uh, water purification options. Before you run water through a purification process, you want to make sure it's filtered, because if it's not it can very likely clog up your system.
1: Yeah because the purification process the whatever you're using for the purification process the it traps tiny tiny particles and if you're putting not particles but things that are really tiny and if you're putting larger particles in there it's just going to clog all that up.
0: Yeah and if you're going with like you know probably the most traditional would be a a whole house water purification system
1: Mm -hmm.
0: you're paying a lot of money for these water filters yeah they are not freaking cheap Mm -hmm. and if you're not catching the crap before you put it through your whole house purification system you're going to be prematurely spending hundreds and hundreds of dollars of replacing these filters yeah so that's like your most traditional form is to just get the whole house water filtration and purification kit Get that installed. They're not hard to install. They're, you know, no. some of them are more user friendly than others.
1: Yeah, they're pretty simple. I built one you, for one of my neighbors, and he just we put a filtration system in first, which consisted of five canisters that you can replace filters in, and then after it went through that filtration process, uh, we installed a uh, UV purifier. And it's worked out real well for him.
0: Yeah, that would be my preferred method of uh, purification. It's simple. It's uh, basically UV light disinfects water. A lot of people don't know that. A lot of people do know that. The sun kills bacteria and viruses Mm -hmm. in water. Yeah. So in the simplest, most primitive of forms, you can put water in a glass jug. I prefer glass over plastic as plastic degrades in UV light, eventually. Get a glass jug, put water in it. I would let it sit for like five hours of full sun. You probably don't even need that much time, but, you know, being safe. Right. And it's purified. Yeah. So you could have a whole consecutive row of water jugs sitting in the sun, just purifying, ready for you to use.
1: Yeah, there's. Uh, but if you if you're living primitively, yeah,
0: that's like the simplest, cheapest thing you can do. You just have to pay for the you know the glass carboys or whatever.
1: Mm-hmm. You could use half-gallon mason jars or one-gallon mason jars, too.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: Probably the least expensive way to do it.
0: Yeah, yeah, because you can you can grab a pack of those and fill them up with water, and the only thing you have to you know make sure of is that you have full direct sunlight
1: mm-hmm.
0: but if you want to have all your water purified that's running through your plumbing you can get a uv light water disinfection system and it's basically a bulb that has like a kind of a clear pipe running through it and you literally just plug it in mm-hmm. and hook it up under your sink or wherever at some point and you're system and the water flows through it and it's totally uh purified
1: yeah it does require electricity it's, it's
0: very small too
1: yeah it does a, and that's
0: a really good point
1: it's kind of kind of shaped like you know those clowns that do animal balloons those long skinny balloons kind of that size
0: yeah that's a good way to envision it it's like a long skinny tube with a light in the middle of it
1: Mm-hmm. yeah and just but, plug it in and go. And no no real yeah. maintenance with that either. As opposed to what I'm doing, no. the biosand filter, I'll have regular kind of maintenance to do to it and make sure it's still operating correctly. But it won't require any electricity, which is why I chose that method.
0: Right. Yeah, the electricity is the linchpin on that. So if you lose power, you lose your purification. Mm-hmm. So you almost want to have like a mini generator Just in case, just to keep your purification process going. Right. Or I guess you could have it somehow set up to like a solar panel, you know, just like a little mini 20 watt solar panel. Right. You know, you could make it its own little autonomous system, but that requires a little bit of thought of how you'd pull that off.
1: Yeah, but it'd be pretty simple. Uh, Just wire one specific. It'd be pretty simple wire up one specific panel and battery and uh, a small inverter and it's a done deal.
0: Yeah. I mean, really, that would actually be a lot more smart than a generator. Mm-hmm. That's what I would do. I would just run the thing off of solar power and be done with it. Um, Another traditional method that I just want to quickly spew out there is, you know, chemicals. We all don't want chemicals in our drinking water, but I really suggest having a backup chemical plan. Just have a a little thing of iodine, a little thing of chlorine, just in case. Right. It's always good to have. If for some reason your primary purification system goes down and you're in a pinch, you can add these chemicals to it. Yeah. They're cheap. They're easy. Done.
1: Mm-hmm. And that just buys you some time to get your system back up and running.
0: Right. Okay, so the next purification process that I really enjoy is uh, getting a gravity-fed water purification container. So it's basically a tabletop purifier. You do need to fill it manually. It's like a big cylinder. You might have seen them. They're usually stainless steel. And you pour your water in the top compartment and the water filters and purifies through, uh, typically ceramic, and then it comes out the bottom.
1: Yeah, we use Uh, one of those here. So, oh, do you? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, it's a little Berkey.
0: The Berkey, that's the way Mm -hmm. to go. And we'll put a link in the show notes to the Berkey. And the reason the Berkey is good... Um, and it beats out the other ones and the other ones may have upgraded by now I haven't done research on them for a couple years but the Berkey will actually remove viruses as well because they have a super duper teeny weeny micron size uh, in the ceramic Mm -hmm. so they've created a ceramic that will capture the virus and the bacteria
1: yeah we use one of those now because I don't have our system built yet And so uh, we just have that sitting on the counter in the kitchen. And that's what we use for drinking water and, you know, making coffee, cooking. And then all all our other waters just bathing and washing laundry.
0: Well, and they look good, too. Yeah. They're aesthetically pleasing, I think. (laughs) I think they look good. You can also buy the additional, I don't know if you have it, the black filter that takes out the fluoride. Well, I guess you wouldn't have it because you're not on city water. But if you are well, on city water well, and you want to get fluoride out of it, well, I guess you are kind of on city water.
1: Yeah, sort of. I mean, I yeah. I haul water from the reservoir and they treat it there, but luckily this town does not use, it doesn't fluoridate their water, so I don't have to worry about it.
0: Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, I'm guessing this is probably one of the few places in the country that still doesn't fluoridate water. And You the-
0: know, the water fluoridation thing... Just the tinfoil hat for a second, I mean it's I mean fluoride is used to keep people tame,
1: yeah, docile
0: it creates a docile nature in in humans, and what's their argument for it? It strengthens teeth, I mean, I don't even know what their argument for fluoridating water is,
1: yeah, it's supposed to be good for your teeth, and there's actually no evidence that it actually does that if you dig into it, but
0: yeah, so you're basically being fluoridated to mind control you. <laughs> <laughs> and keep you passive and docile
1: I think so I mean I know that's a conspiracy theory, but I think it's i think that one's true
0: I think that's got to be closer to conspiracy fact because there's just no there's no other reason for it mm. and and like you said they've dismissed or it's been found that fluoride doesn't do shit for your teeth or any health benefit mm-hmm. interesting I'd prefer to not fluoridate myself
1: yeah, I agree I mean I got I got problems with my teeth, but I don't, uh, I don't think fluoride would have helped me. <laughs> I think brushing my teeth yeah, more I, often I, I would don't have been think better.
0: So. Doing what?
1: I think brushing my teeth more often would have just saved me more headache than anything.
0: Well, and they say that, uh, one of my, my dentists told me that you can just brush your teeth with water and that toothpaste is a total lie. Like, there's no reason to use toothpaste at all, ever. You can just use a wet toothbrush.
1: We've used uh, just mouthwash. Yeah. Yeah. Take a swig of mouthwash, put it in my mouth, and then brush my teeth with it in my mouth, and that.
0: Oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I like I like using toothpaste. I like the taste of it, the minty freshness. But you don't need to, according to my dentist. He says it's like just a huge money thing. Of course.
1: Surely not.
0: Mm-hmm. Never. <laughs> They're all out for. <laughs> Our best intentions, aren't they? Mm Mm-hmm. Just like a conditioner is a total farce. Is it? Conditioner is like the worst thing you can use for your hair almost.
1: Really? I didn't know that.
0: Yeah. Well, I didn't know it until, because I have dreadlocks now, Mm -hmm. and I love having dreadlocks. I've had them for three years. I had to stop using conditioner for a month. You're supposed to stop using it so you can get the lock in the hair, you know, the knot oh, yeah. that stays. Yeah. And so I started, I went down this rabbit hole of like what conditioner does. And basically we've been using conditioner a whole life. So we have now made our hair addicted to conditioner. So your hair is addicted to conditioner. Oh, wow. And what it does is over decades, extremely slowly, the conditioner clogs the pores of your hair and you go bald. That's what causes, uh, it's a huge causing causation of losing your hair. It's conditioner.
1: That's what's happened to me.
0: Uh-oh. <laughs> Stop using the conditioner.
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm losing <laughs> I'm all serious. the hair. I'm losing all the hair on the top of my head. It's really strange. <laughs> but.
0: So... The conditioner clogs your pores and over 20 to 30 years is when you start to experience the hair loss. And I'm like, hmm, there's so many people that start losing their hair in their 30s and up right when all that conditioner has now slowly built up the blockage. So I was like, so I I wasn't against using conditioner, but I was scared to stop using it. I stopped using it and my hair just loved it after a few cycles of not using it. I just did shampoo and my hair took, there was a, there was a process where it balanced itself and then I developed like, I have fine straight hair, bone straight hair. It developed a wave that I didn't even know I had. So this conditioner was taking away the body of my hair. And I've tried all kinds of different conditioners. And then once my hair started balancing out, it just felt so much healthier. And then I went into dreadlocks. And, I mean, I just have so much more hair than I did before. I love it. (laughs) Stop using conditioner.
1: (laughs) All right. I've been thinking about coloring my hair lately just for fun, just to see. Oh my God! <laughs> yeah. Okay,
0: like what kind of color?
1: So, have you seen the colors people have? That it's like this really grayish color with a light tint, like a maybe a blue or a green or pink. Or I've seen all kinds of colors, but the hair is like this,
0: like a lavender.
1: Yeah, it's kind. Of, it's got this grayish, uh, grayish tone to it. And I just think it looks so cool. Mm-hmm. You usually only see it on girls. And so I'm thinking I would probably look kind of funny. But, you know, that shit washes out eventually.
0: <laughs> uh, I think it'd be pretty cool. I know exactly what you're talking about. It's kind of that. Um, I've seen a lot of it done with uh, like a lavender color where it's like this gray lavender. It's very beautiful. It's very striking. Yeah. I could totally see you rocking that. <laughs> I think mean, you should just do it. It yeah. won't wash out, by the way. I mean it'll take it it always says semi permanent, but your hair is I mean, you've got like silver hair. You're like you have almost like a bone white hair, don't you?
1: Uh no, it's not quite that white. But it's pretty uh it's pretty solid white, mostly. But I I saw this gal yeah. that had it, and I just asked her how she did it to her hair, and she said it's just a shampoo. So like you don't even have to go oh, have really? it done or anything. Mm-hmm.
0: Shoot, go for it.
1: Yeah, I'm thinking I might. I'm thinking I might just for fun.
0: Yeah, that would be fun. What color? What color tint would you do? So there's what blue, green, lavender, pink. pink nah, probably not pink. I think that'd be a little.
1: I I probably wouldn't watch. do pink. Uh, I don't know, maybe green
0: that's good green i I don't know. I feel like greens can wash out, but I guess since you're starting with such a nice base color you could you could probably do the green. I would say green or blue, yeah, yeah. even like a purple would be
1: cool. I'm not sure what it has to do with filtration and purification, but <laughs> I don't know how I got to do yeah,
0: the... well,
1: I don't know how we got here. I don't know how we got to this point. <laughs>
0: but it's kind of interesting though right yeah you can stop using toothpaste and you can stop using conditioner and like everything actually is just better that way right and deodorant too but that's another topic uh i'm not going to get into (laughs) um you can make a stovetop still we talked about this distilling water Mm -hmm. um you just i don't i don't recommend it for drinking consistently but it will purify it. Yeah. Um, boiling water, three minutes with a rolling boil, your water's purified.
1: Yeah. And it's the exact um, same kind of steel to use for you could make shine too. It's the same thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And we did an episode on um, how to make moonshine. It actually turned out really good. Even if you're oh. not interested in making moonshine, the episode is just really interesting to listen to.
1: Yeah. Well, and if you're a prepper, you should be because it's great for barter.
0: It is. And you can make alcohols for um, like uh, just antibacterial stuff, cleaning wounds and that kind of thing Mm -hmm. for disinfection. That's the word I'm looking for.
1: Yeah. So you can make a little stovetop steel and it's got uh, dual use, purifying water, making alcohol.
0: Yeah. I think that's, you know, that's great because, you know, post-SHTF, like that's just all I want to do is purify water and make alcohol.
1: Right. (laughs) <laughs>
0: I mean, you're really set. Yeah, so that, that basically wraps it up as far as filtration and purification methods. I have one more method that's I can guarantee you most people have never heard of. It's unusual. It's really cool, and I might as well just go into it. I wasn't yep. going to go into it, but I'm just going to go there. I'm going to go there. All right. uh, it's called Shungite. Have you ever heard of Shungite? I have not. Shungite, Shungite. Uh, so Shungite it is an extremely rare mineral that can only be found in one area of the world. And it's in Russia In this tiny little village. And there's a lot of controversy of how Shungite was made because it's like, how does it only occur in one spot in the world? And uh, there's a theory that Shungite is from a meteor that crashed into the earth. Whether that happened or not, I don't know. So it's kind of mysterious. Yeah. Um, and Shungite it's it's like a silvery stone and it's in chips. You can get pieces that are whole, but you get chips of the silvery stone and you place it into water and it actually, um, it purifies water. Huh. I mean, it takes out bacteria. It takes out viruses. It takes out free radicals. I mean, it's like a super stone.
1: Huh.
0: It's crazy. And I wrote a whole freaking huge article on it because I'm so excited about it <laughs> on MaximumOffGrid.com. And basically what it, how it works is, okay, so Shungite is a carbon, right? It's a carbon. We already know that carbons don't filter water. But Shungite is a unique carbon. It's called a fullerene, okay? Mm-hmm. It's a fullerene carbon. A fullerene is an atom that is hollow. So this hollow atom traps impurities in water. Interesting. Is very interesting.
1: I'm going to have to check that out. That's interesting.
0: Well, read my article because I have the most comprehensive article on the topic because Um, no one else went there. I went there.
1: I'm going to. I'll
0: leave it in the show notes, actually. Okay. So not only does it capture water impurities, it also captures electromagnetic frequencies in the hollow atom structure. And a lot of people believe that it protects from EMF.
1: Huh.
0: If you're into that kind of thing. Uh But as far as water goes, it's actually like very holistic for you. So in Karelia, Russia, where is where this stuff is at, there's like natural springs and hot springs that bubbles through the shungite. And it's super healing powers, and it's been used through centuries, like, different kings and queens. And and it's, like, just this really special place on Earth that people go for natural healing because it just sucks all the toxins out of you. And, I mean, you can, like, go way down the rabbit hole with Shungite. But in general, there has been studies. I have published those studies. I have done the research. I have looked at the publications. Yes, it works for water purification. It is used in water purification systems all over the world. It is a finite resource. It's really cool.
1: Yeah, that's really interesting. It is
0: interesting. Yeah.
1: So that covers it then. Filtration and purification.
0: Yeah, I think between the two episodes, you really like got a lot more knowledge to go forward with your off-grid water system. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, if you have any more questions about it, you can always shoot us a an email We've both done a lot of research into this topic, so uh, yeah. yeah, there's no way to cover everything in just a couple episodes. You might have some questions; just shoot us an email.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. And every situation's unique too, so
1: mm-hmm.
0: you got to just take the information and and kind of build it out to your specifications. But I feel that water is probably the most important pillar, and we kind of had this discussion of what's the most important aspect of off-grid, and we kind of agree that there's really no, one doesn't trump the other, but I feel like water is, is pretty up there. Yeah. But the pillars aren't really in chronological order of importance, so um, cool. Well, tune in next time. Uh, you can leave us a voice message. Uh, the link is in the show notes if you have any questions and want to be featured on air. You can send us an email to cyrus at com or regina at com. We check our emails all the time. Check us out on the offgridoutpost.com, the website, for lots of unique, good content. We give away free stuff. We have a great free PDF that we're giving away about counter-economics. Check it out. And uh, make sure, if you can, to leave a review for our podcast. It helps us get seen and bookmark our podcast so you can get updates when we are launching episodes. (laughs) Phew! That's gotten to be quite the spiel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we will catch you next time. Talk to you later. Later.
1: Here's a little teaser for what's coming next week. Trump is not capable. He's like that He's like that drunk guy that has the right to remain silent but, but won't ever <laughs> shut up.
0: <laughs> but can't. Mm-hmm.
1: Thanks for listening to the Off Grid Outpost podcast. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to subscribe so you can get all the new episodes.